This week, there is so much happening up in the cosmos. It's like we're all getting ready to go look for some buried treasure within us. And really, welcome to this next month where you're going to hear me saying this a lot. May is cray. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. But don't worry, I'm going to be here every step of the way with you as your cosmic consultant, your high vibe. Hype woman, you're messy, but mystical, BFF. What's going on? How are we doing? Like, whenever I check in during like eclipse, eclipse retrograde season, I'm like patting ourselves down. How, how are we? We all went through a wormhole. We're still in it. Everything good. All body parts attached. Get your wallet, your keys. The amount of text and messages and emails that I received on the day of the solar eclipse on the 20th, 21st. Those two days, I'm like, I am so angry. I am pissed. Enough is enough. <laughs> that was just LOL hilarious to me. And then, yeah, the Mercury retrograde energy. So many friends, family, and beyond just getting the, the slide in the DMs, the late night texts, just like clockwork. So let me know, how how are you feeling? How is this energy working with you? As we know, it's all happening for our highest and hottest good if we allow it. And yeah, we're, we're deep in it. We're in the middle of the wormhole in the middle of the portal. And the hits just keep coming as we, as we go through this next week. Today's episode, I really want to gear you up for that big ass penumbral lunar eclipse, aka full moon on steroids in Scorpio on 5-5. And just thinking about the numerology of that for a second, you know, five is often associated with like when you need to change, when you need to do something, let something go, take a leap, switch it up. But also with this reminder that you are divinely directed and protected. I have five tattooed on me because at big critical junctures of my life where my cancer rising coziness does not want to make a change, the number five will stalk me. And so this lunar eclipse in Scorpio being on five, five, it is not lost on me. That is some big messages from the universe, some cheeky, humorous winks. And we're going to just talk about how to work with it. It's a big one. And I imagine May is going to be cray on just so many levels, the personal level, the macro collective level, economic level, on a soul-based level. So we're going to break it all down for you. All right. And before we do that, you know, we're going to talk about if astrology isn't real, we're going to talk about the moon report. I'm laughing because tell me it's eclipse. I've been calling it Rooklips season. I was playing up around eclipse so great. But I like Rooklips. It's like retrograde eclipse. Tell me it's Rooklips season without telling me it's Rooklips season. The fact that your girl forgot a whole ass segment on the podcast last week. I like woke up like the next day and I was like, I don't think I did a moon report. So apologies for that. That was an error file not found in my own Virgo brain. 
And this is just what it's like showing up as a human during these times. So we will do our moon report today. I mean, I would never want to disrespect Mama Moon, my boss, the one who keeps the lights on around here. Uh, so we will be talking about that. We're going to go into some astrology isn't real. We got a Tucker Carlson edition, a little bit of the coronation. I want to chat about that. And then, um, of course, we're going to do a deep dive into this eclipse. What does it mean? How to work with it? What the F is happening? So, yeah, like, again, how are we doing? Checking in before we get into all of that. Like, even if you're just like, oh, I can't, I can't even process all this stuff you're about to say, Matt. I really want to invite you to create that space in this eclipse time, right? Mercury will be retrograde till the middle of the month, to the 14th. And we'll have been this eclipse season to 5-5, but you're really going to feel it for a few days after. I truly think you feel it for the two weeks after until you go to the next lunation, the new moon in Taurus. But especially through 5-7, just uh, as much as you can, not piling things on. We all have obligations. We have work. We have family. We have things we have to do. But if you have something that is not absolutely necessary for you to do right now, just practice some nice boundaries, say no, and just create space to wander, to daydream, to look at the clouds, to take a nap, to drink water, like to process, to think, to feel. I promise you it's going to make all the difference. I've been taking my own medicine and it was so nice, you know, on Friday and through the weekend, I literally just like went for a long hike with chance. I got a facial, which is not, I'm always very like bad about making that time for myself. I'm not bad. Sorry, changing my language. In the past, I haven't made it a priority, but now I am making it a priority. And it was so nice. Just that nice, like healing touch and the beautiful smells. And, you know, there's, there's still stuff that happens. Nothing. Eclipse season hasn't like, you know, had any bumps for me. No, 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 no. Stuff definitely happened, but I was just able to ride it out. I was able to flow with it, to float with it instead of like forcing it and fighting it. And that's what we want to do, right? We want to conserve our energy and let, let the eclipse wave take us. So in terms of Virgo announcements, before we get into all of that, last week, we had a VVV special, very special announcement. And that was that our app, we launched the wait list for that. It's something that Audrey and I have been working on. I mean, I guess for years in certain capacities, but like anything worthwhile doing, it's been a pain in the ass. No, no, no. It's been just, you know, stop, start, let's reflect. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this, but at Cosmic Rx, it's not like we came in with this fully fleshed out business plan, business model, you know, out of a startup incubator and just like pitching VC people and like, hey, this is this app we want to make. See, hey, astrologist, having a moment. No, we created this like out of a need for things that we needed in our life personally. And then we've just spent the past few years just listening. Like we're like, what does everyone really need? What do they want? What does the collective need? What does our community need? What are we finding? Like what's the best way to support people? So it's been a journey and it's been so exciting, but now we're so excited because it's like, we've been listening to you for a few years, like deeply and just so openly. And now we get to build this really cool app, digital altar portal space that's going to have everything you need to really help empower you in your everyday life. 
So find that link in the show notes and you know, the secret's out. We say eclipse has come to reveal and bring out the secrets and that's ours. Other Virgo announcement next week, I will be dropping the official wait list to join my first ever high impact astro accelerator program. This is going to be a four month journey to really fast track something deep you're going through, a transformation, a launch. And this is going to be really centered on creatives and entrepreneurs who are already doing something in the space, have, have something built, but they want to really take it to the next level and understand you know, how to use astrology to activate and to integrate and uh, to really amplify what they're doing. So that waitlist will drop next week. And yeah, those are my very good announcements. And of course, we have our Batty Bundle winner. If you like learning everything about the moon and you want to learn how to manifest with it, how to work with it to understand your emotions, if you want a guide full of rituals and tarot card spreads and journal prompts, the whole astrological season, you can, of course, join our Cosmic Rx premium community, or you can go on Spotify or go on iTunes and leave a review for the pod. We really appreciate that. When y'all do that, it's like a win, 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 because we pick a winner a week to win three free months to our premium community, which includes live calls twice a month and this epic digital zine full of, like I said, everything you need to know for the astrology of the month ahead, horoscopes, full moon info, eclipse self-care. And so just to be entered to win, you can leave your review on iTunes. And like, honestly, it takes not even two minutes and we really appreciate it. And I love hearing from all of you. And you can leave that like full review on iTunes, put your Instagram name in the handle, or you can go on Spotify and you can DM us the screenshot. So this week is a Spotify review. The Instagram is dat girl, G-U-R-L 47. So dat girl 47 DM'd us a screenshot, five-star review from Spotify. We so appreciate that. And if you want to be like dat girl, if you want to be dat girl, go leave a rating review. We just appreciate it. It's like how like the ecosystem of podcasting works, I suppose. So let's jump in now to some if astrology isn't real moments. So coming off this week, big things happened. And this is a happy Tucker Carlson is fired week to those who celebrate. Earlier this week, coming right off that eclipse, we saw actually both in the same day, Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson, they got Plutoed. They got eclipsed. What can I say? This is interesting. And this is a moment to really highlight the astrology because you hear me talk about it all the time. You know, the astrology of eclipses are definitely abrupt endings and beginnings for sure. And I talked about it last episode that eclipses are karma catch-up moments. Like if whatever karma you've been laying down, it gets fast-tracked, sped up, and everything kind of like collapses in one timeline. And there are a few people in the America media that I think are as polarizing and as damaging as Tucker Carlson. His brand of quote-unquote, you know, anchorman, newscaster, he was like one of the main, I would say, the puppets of the people who really played into this politics of fear and division. You know, it's kind of the signature of Fox News. And he's been really a huge part of that for the past few years. And he really like has run with just the outrage culture, the grievances, the white identity politics, the MAGA, 
like, and just really fanned and fueled that fire. Listen, I went on some deep Google searches this past week, and I found some astrologers who are literally self-proclaimed in their bio, Christian MAGA astrologers. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Like, how are they approaching when they see something like this happen? And that's the thing. Like, I have my own personal bias in this. Like, that's 100% true. On the other side of this journey of life, like, am I going to know that everything I said was right or wrong? I will know that a lot of stuff I said was wrong. A lot of what I got behind might not have been accurate. But (laughs) we do know certain things about life. We know about treating people with compassion, with equity, with inclusivity, just a general respect for human life that I know is like, "Mm, yeah, I'm never going to be wrong betting on that. And then we also know about integrity, like really living your truth, living in alignment with that. And during this past few weeks, we saw that Tucker Carlson, he's not even living in his damn truth, baby. Honey, you got to live in that capital T, truth social. Come on, try it out, but in like a, a real embodied way. You know, he became the highest paid news anchor in his time and his career. And he really came out saying that like, he does not believe in what he's talking about, what he's broadcasting, what he is programming, what he is brainwashing other people into believing and things that are not just having no impact. They are fueling acts of violence and hatred and creating discord and disconnect in our nation and really like enabling so much of this more shadowy consciousness. And so I was like, honey, you're living out of integrity. It came out via text messages that you don't even believe what you're saying, which I was like, oh, it was like, mm, like in some ways, it's like, well, thank you for being human and like not liking Trump. But then also like, why it literally like his number one amplifier through the network you work in. So I had to pull this chart. And this is where the astrology isn't real, is really coming in for this past, as we enter this eclipse season. He is a Taurus sun, Taurus moon. He was actually born on a Taurus new moon and he has his Saturn in Taurus. And so his sun, his identity, his moon, his inner world in this Taurus season energy, as we entered the first day of Taurus season coming in on an eclipse in Aries, which is actually where his Venus sign, his values are, and also his Chiron, his wound that he's working through. And this got eclipsed. So this could be interpreted as like, you have a wound around, honestly, just your identity and living in alignment with your values, Venus. So we're going to expose that and we're going to put in some endings and beginnings, especially around that sun, moon, like the deepest parts of your identity. And we know that Saturn is very much about also karma and just the responsibility and, and what we owe, you know, of like, are we being a good steward with our resources? Saturn rules karma as a taskmaster nothing escapes Saturn. It all comes out in the wash. So just thinking very interesting the first, as we enter Taurus season, and now we go into these Scorpio eclipses that are going to even like take this a little, a little bit further with this story. And uh, his Scorpio part of his chart is very associated with fifth house performing, being seen, and his Taurus son is in the 11th house of community. So he has a big stage, but I feel like the universe was like, you're not exactly using it in a way that's in alignment with your values, with any sort of integrity. And I imagine a part of that might have been because of the illusion of like needing, you know, material wealth, uh, having an, you know, 
unbalanced relationship with consumption, I imagine, because the Taurus shadow energy, if we're not living in alignment with the positive or, you know, highly conscious Taurus energy, which is a lot about living in alignment with your values, security, stability, building security and stability for others, connecting to nature. The shadow energy of Taurus can be sort of hedonistic and just like more is more um, when it comes to power and money. So he has a lot of compelling drives to be powerful in his chart. And he also has like, he just has a whole, uh, he has drive. He has drive, which in some ways is like, wow, great. But it's like, what are you doing with that drive? What's fueling that drive? What's happening within that? So he had a lot of power in his chart. And there was in this big fall from grace with Rupert Murdoch and everything with the Dominion voting machines it was like karma really caught up with him and he got Pluto. He got Pluto hard. Pluto really being a big player in this as Pluto was squaring the nodes during this eclipse. And then Pluto is going to be the ruler, co-ruler of the Scorpio eclipse on 5-5. So a thunderous roar out with a bang. I mean, you know, I'm sure he'll still be doing stuff after, but uh, it was pretty public. It was pretty without pomp and circumstance. And it was honestly uh, embarrassing for him. So anyway, that's on Karma Ketchup. And then just something interesting that we're looking towards that I just, you know, I, I talked about it interestingly here. I was like, wow, it's so weird that the coronation for the soon-to-be king, King Charles, I'm like, it's so weird. It's the day after the eclipse. Like, something about it was just kind of wild to me, especially because Pluto is in Aquarius right now, which is the opposite sign of Pluto and Leo. So it's kind of the sign of like the anti-monarchy. And listen, I'm not going to do a whole long thing on this right now for time's sake, but I did find a cool podcast from a British astrologer on Spotify. I believe it was called Venus and Vesta Astrology. And she also knows a lot more about like, you know, the royal fam than I do. So check out that episode. But essentially, (laughs) one, she posits that like, does the royal family have an astrologer? Because not only is this yet happening the day after an eclipse, but King Charles was born under an eclipse and he has a Scorpio sun, Taurus moon. So he was born under the inverse of this eclipse and his North node is in Taurus. He's in his nodal return, like so many of you are. And this eclipse lining up exactly with the eclipse he was born under during his nodal return, if that was not planned out, that is some freaky, like intuitively or coincidental, but I don't believe in coincidences, astrology. And just, you know, in terms of what this may mean is that nodal returns are times of moving forward towards your destiny and your life's purpose. And his North node is in the 10th house of career, reputation, authority. And interestingly, Queen Elizabeth was a Taurus. And so again, he's like invert, he's like Scorpio sun, which is the opposite sign of Taurus, obviously both his North Node and Taurus, and it's kind of him moving forward now into this 10th house of career reputation authority. I believe he's the oldest king to ever be coronated. And, you know, Scorpio is here to change, is here to mix things up. And so there is something like in his Scorpio is in his fourth house of home, family, and roots. And so I kind of really, all I see in this is it's giving, as my cousin would say, from it's giving mystical, it's giving rebirth. There's giving a big Scorpio transformation, letting go of breaking up with things of the past, starting a new relationship with the future, with his calling, 
And again, as Pluto in Aquarius is a big part of this astrological moment of this coronation, and it's the opposite. It's the anti-monarchy, if you will. And we're kind of wondering, like, is he going to be the one to bring up the changes? Is he going to be the ones to fuel whatever needs to happen in this? Like, I think we're all kind of realizing, like, hey, there's something that's not really right here. The whole concept of royalty, monarchy for their lives, too. And like, what are they doing now? What is their service? What, how are they showing up of service? What's their purpose as we move forward? And of course, interestingly, he has his Pluto and Leo. So he'll be in, this is the opposite Pluto sign. And um, Pluto and Leo is part of his birth chart signature is to implode and be fuck shit up when it comes to Leo, all things royal and regal. So just very interesting to watch this space. I mean, he's also being coronated during Mercury retrograde. So I saw some things on like the Daily Mail that they're like, it's not going to last. Or it's going to be a very short appointment. Either way, it feels very karmic. Um, and I think he lived out some of the shadowy Scorpio things in his younger days. And I'm kind of hoping that he is going to lean into the high consciousness Scorpio energy, which is, again, like seeking truth above all, not being afraid to shed, to be reborn. So yeah, so that is that. So some wild things happening here and, and lots going on. And I think that I have a royal astrologer because if you Google, there's like a whole list of notable events related to eclipses and the British royal family. I'm just saying. Okay, so we're going to keep our eye on all of that and see how it transpires, what unfolds. But let's go back to you. Back to you, my baby. Let's talk about the moon. Who wants to talk about the moon? We do. So apologies again for leaving this out last week, but the day this podcast comes out, it's Friday the 28th, and we're in some yummy Leo moon energy for the day. And we feel this into about 3 p.m. on Saturday. So Friday and Saturday, your invitation, Taurus sun, Leo moon, this is double fixed energy. This is a time to lean into beauty, a time to lean into like opulence, feeling that regal energy. Like I was saying last week, like what do you want to do with the most regal version of you? How can you sort of treat yourself to something that feels luxurious, that feels nurturing in terms of taking care of yourself? Leo moon, the eye. We're just going to look out for those days being stubborn or overly fixated on on your know, things having to be one certain way, releasing control. Then Saturday, that brings us into moon in Virgo, which will have that through Sunday, Monday, into the early mornings on Tuesday. So these Virgo moon days, double earth energy, time to just, yeah, like maybe get something done. It's eclipse season, so we're not going crazy. It's real eclipse season. So maybe we're redoing, we're, we're tending something, we're checking something off the list, but it's great earth energy to get focused, to get organized, and just plug away at something that's just going to feel really good. Again, we're trying to lighten our load as we go into that Scorpio eclipse. Double earth energy, just make sure not to work too hard those days. Make room for play, for flow. That's always going to help that feel a lot better. And then Tuesday, early in the morning, East Coast time, we go into Libra moon through Wednesday and we'll be there through Thursday morning around 10.30 a.m. And this leads us into the eclipse. And luckily, the universe is kind, loving, and so generous, and we have a double Venus energy. Libra moon, Venus sun is Venus, Venus, big Venus energy. And one of our cosmic bosses, Anushka, who is 
very Venusian in her chart would say, and this is big Venus energy, making time for art, for beauty, for harmony. It's a day for love. It feels yummy. So making that a priority, bringing things back into harmony, into balance, just like witnessing and immersing yourself in beauty for beauty's sake. What we'll look out for those days, um, I guess it could be like maybe the 10 to overdo it in terms of like spending, eating, overindulging. So just like, no, I guess like know, know your limits, <laughs> I would say for there. And then going into ending on May 4th, may the 4th be with you, especially because that will lead us into the eclipses. Um, so truly may the 4th be with you um, on that day. We have a you know, Taurus sun, Scorpio moon, and the eclipse will be exact on Friday. But again, happening on a Friday, I want you to have a full week to digest this info instead of that information coming out, you know, the day of. Not really going to help you. But yes, Scorpio moon, this is as we start to enter the eclipse medicine. So let's talk about that because it's just going to be better to talk about it in planetary planning because I got a lot to say. So planetary planning, what are the big headlines? What are the uh, PSA, planetary service announcements for the week ahead? So the big one is just, you know, officially uh, in this astrological lingo, I don't know if you're going to be able to understand me, but uh, May is gray. May is gray. But we're going hunting. We're going looking for buried treasure. What do I mean by that? Well, we got lots going on. We're taking off this week, May 1st, Pluto is going to go retrograde. So we're kicking off the deep introspection. It's going to be a time of transformation, digging deep, uncovering hidden truths. And some of those may be uncomfy, but important to explore and examine. And when we do that, we actually get to tap into hidden talents, unconscious magic, things we didn't even know we were sitting on. And that's that buried treasure. Um, May 2nd, there's a Mercury Kazemi, which is Mercury in the heart of the sun, Expect some big ahas, some revelations, but really all of this is gearing us up to understand this May 5th, 5-5, lunar eclipse, full moon in Scorpio, full moon on steroids is what this is. And yeah, you may find yourself in this time, on the days around it, finding yourself looking at some uncomfortable truths, confronting old wounds. I'm going to talk about how this may manifest a little bit in a second, but I want you to personally look back to two moments in time. We're going to go back to the solar eclipse in November 2022. It feels like yesterday. We had a solar eclipse in Scorpio, November 8th. What was beginning then? What might be coming to closure, completion now? What might be kind of being asked to like be wrapped up with a bow or released with like a hatchet? <laughs> and also then looking back even further to November 2021. I know lot, lots happening in my personal life around that time. And, and just November 2021 was hard. It was beautiful, brutal. It was brutal. But there was something that began there as the Taurus eclipses began that sort of started to unfold this story. And we're really looking, like getting really clear on what that story was and how we empower ourselves towards more freedom, liberation, truth. So this is going to be a really good time to, like I said, go deep. Definitely, you can expect to be challenged, dare I say, triggered, and you may be confronted with aspects of yourself or your life that need to change. And this is like deep, like these things are deep, old attachments, old patterns, things that might be familial, 
And there's things that are, that can be difficult to process. So this is a great time. If you have a therapist, book an appointment. If you don't, great time to start therapy or just someone to help you facilitate because sometimes Scorpio is what's like subconscious. So if it's subconscious, we might need some help in the excavating. Chances are you probably have been uh, working on this or thinking about it at least since November of this past year. So here's what we're going to do. Here's your cosmic RXs. One, we're going to stay grounded and centered. We're going to avoid getting into drama, conflicts, or power struggles with others. This is not about you. Sorry. Oh my gosh. This is not about them. It's about you. It's about your, what do you need in the situation? How do you feel? What is your role in this? We cannot control others. So staying grounded and centered on yourself in a way that is not selfish, but yes, centering yourself is going to be important because that's where the change happens from. And then, like I said, I want you to create space around you, space to process, space to feel, space to heal, space to take it all in. When I have spaciousness, when I have, as my dad would say, margins of time in my schedule, I'm a much different person, especially when things happen that trigger me. And in that space to process, we can remember the next Cosmic Rx, which is that your triggers are the teachers right now. The things that are triggering you, they're showing you something. They're showing you something that's not working for you anymore. And it's okay that like, even if you don't have the words for it, I still want you to trust it, especially if you don't have words for it. I want you to trust the unseen, trust the emotions, trust the things that are hard to articulate. They are something, they're important, they're guiding you. They're guiding you maybe to something that needs to be cleaned out permanently and completely. They are maybe showing you something that's being ready to be brought up into the light, something that you're ready to see now. And please just don't avoid it. Don't avoid the discomfort. Your other cosmic RX for this Scorpio eclipse is honestly going to be sit in the shit. Sit in the shit. Lean into the discomfort. Lean into the things like, oh, because that's it right head on. Last week, we talked about the buffalo, the bison medicine. We're facing this head on because it's going to be there no matter what. I want you to think about head on with this. Dealing with it. Sitting with it. That's how we begin to take power away from the thing, the situation, the pattern. And again, the deeper your wounds go, the more outside help you might want in holding space and facilitating this for you. And this is going to be asking you maybe like the prompts for this is like, where am I unconsciously participating in something because it felt powerful, but it's no longer working for me. And it was more like the illusion of power, the illusion of control that really stemmed from a place of of unconscious fear or old wounds. And then like, what would it look like to really move through my life with full ownership of all of my energy, not holding back in what I need and how would it feel to live in my personal truth, right? How would it feel to live in that personal truth, have full ownership of my energy, not hold back what I need? So, you know, we're going to sit in the shit. We're going to bring up the difficult combos that may arise naturally. And we're just going to go there. We're going to face it head on, heart open, crown chakra activated, letting your guides help you, keeping your feet rooted on the earth. Let mama earth hold you. You've got this, right? It's going to feel good. There will be a weight that is going to be released or something you're going to be relieved of. Your vibration is your truth. Like it's your 
purest vibration is. It's like living in your truth. And then, like I said, when we get to do this work of this excavating, we really tap into also, it's not just like bringing up old wounds and trauma and pain just for the sake of it. It's for freedom. It's for liberation. But those things are also like mumble jumbled and all cluttered in there with your magic, with your hidden talents and superpowers and gifts and all that buried treasure and, and the ability to feel and to give and receive love more deeply. So that's why we do this work too. You know, I always like, I always like to know why we're doing this. I'm always checking in with my guides. Like, I'll do this, but like, what's on the other side of this? Like, tell me something good. Dangle that carrot. I'm very treat motivated. Yeah. So asking yourself, what are we breaking free of? What are we breaking free from? What are we breaking out? And I'm also going to give you a hint because the sun's in Taurus and Uranus is in Taurus. We're going to be looking at probably things that were like limitations we created because of what we thought we were worth in the past. This was the best we could get. This was good enough. It wasn't perfect. It was good enough. There's going to be something that's probably long overdue that you're going to realize like, mm, I'm actually worth more. This is an alignment and enough is enough. And this is going to be our last Scorpio eclipse in this lunar node in the Taurus Scorpio axis of transformation. It's going to be our last South node, karmic clearing Scorpio eclipse for about 18 and a half years. It'll be our last Scorpio eclipse in general for nine years. So make the most of it. Let the Scorpio energy help you and assist you in clearing this out in letting yourself rise like that phoenix from the ashes. But first we must surrender to like the burning it all down. And it's going to feel good to let go. And, and two books that if you're really resonating with this, but you need just some extra mindset shifts. If you need some wisdom, two books that really, I believe, go into this in a way that really helped me, Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself, especially Michael Singer, the author, talks a lot about like how we avoid pain so hard that we actually end up like constructing lives completely designed by our pain. When we tend to cling or resist to things, that like emotions really become like these, like they become like building blocks of the psyche. The things that we're like really clinging to, resisting, and there's something about just like feeling into all of that, not clinging, not resisting, that we get to really free up our energy and be present and not living in the past, not living in the future. And that's where all your power is, baby. So in the other book, I would say um, that I have recommended to many people, and they have had a lot of beautiful experiences from reading this book, is Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender by David Hawkins. When do I ever recommend two books written by men back to back? Never. So what can I say? It's crazy. It's, it's eclipse season. So letting go, really like one of those seminal texts on simple and effective means to really let go of, of things that are holding you back. And this author had a clinical psychiatric practice and like he really sought out to like, how do I relieve humans um, from their suffering? How do we really talk about like these advanced states of awareness? How do we really get there with practical techniques? How do we remove these blocks to just being in this most present and truthful version of ourselves? So again, two great books, Letting Go and Untethered Soul. So that's, uh, that's what's happening on the personal level. On the collective level, we're going to be experiencing so much cuckoo crazy. I feel like my cousin confirmed, <laughs> sent me a voice note. She's like, is everything going to like change after May? I'm like, Yes. May is cray. May is going to be crazy. There are going to be probably some big announcements early in May on the collective level. 
specifically probably surrounding the economy. But again, we are moving towards the truth. We are moving towards clearing out old karma. And obviously, like I want you to be smart with your money. I want you to be conscientious, but I also don't want you getting caught up in like any like the fear mindset, the noise, the news. You know, we are in this like Pluto squaring the nodes and really going to continue to do that and really like stripping away the things that are not working so we can be reshaped. And and again, we're letting go of all this old way of life between Pluto and Cap, Pluto and Aquarius, between this, the Taurus, Scorpio nodes have a lot to do with worthiness, worth, but also money. And uh, this is a big turning point for us. So this whole month, we'll talk about it later, but we'll have like Jupiter moving into Taurus. We have a lot, a lot of squares, a lot of things being set off, being activated. And so we're going to do our best to be grounded, to be living in our truth, and to not be carrying extra or old baggage that is depleting or draining our energy. If you are living in something that is a truth that you are afraid to say, or something that you is holding you back, and you're not feeling great about life, you feel like numb, or you feel exhausted, or you feel drained, or you feel resentful, or you feel disassociated, that is not your natural state of being. I just want to say that. Your natural state of being is vibrant and present and open. But when we're not living in our truth, it really does create this cognitive dissonance. It's this heaviness and it slowly leaks. Actually, not slowly. It like really drains your battery pretty fast. And I just want to point out that that's not your natural state. So even if that has to be your carrot to dangle in front of you, of like, I really don't want to do this thing. I don't want to have this confrontation, this healthy, loving confrontation. I don't want to set this boundary. I don't want to make this change from how things have always been. I want you to understand the other side of that. You're going to find more of you. You're going to have more capacity for life and for the good things. And you're going to have more space to receive all of the love, creativity, joy, abundance, and juicy magic that I know, I know, I know, I know is part of your divine birthright. Okay, so that's what that's what we're gonna do. So we're gonna keep doing it. We're gonna keep our eye on all this eclipsy, eclipsy energy, <sighs> and we're just shedding. We're shedding anything that's been tying us back, anything shameful, anything that just is not ours to carry. We're relighting our damn spark. We're stepping into flow and alignment. We're activating, understanding, and listening to our invitation for our personal revolution. So we can fuel a collective and cultural evolution. And so we can leave this damn planet better than we found it for the future generations to come and just for all living beings on earth at this time and in the future timelines. Can I get an amen, an aho? Can we say? And so it is all together. And I'm going to leave you there, but you know, I'm wrapping you up. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Big hug, wrapping you in stardust. Wrapping you in love, holding you in the highest light, and just visualizing you living your most abundant and free self, like really enjoying the glow that comes from wonderful, great, hot, fulfilling sex, and living the life that is reflective of those big, fat, juicy checks. Until next time. Do 
Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.